choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, yo, yo. What up? It's Kells. I'm back. Um, just thanks for asking. Episode 102. Um... This going to be a short episode because I have guests coming this week, and so I have to prepare, or this weekend, and I have to prepare for them. They arrive in the morning, but um, get on and knock y'all out a quick show. Not too much this week. I think y'all know what the bulk of it'll uh, be. Uh, shit, we watch discussion. Um, so, yeah, I told y'all I was going to be work on the... Um, what is it, the, the, the format for the show, and, um, I'm still working that out, I'm still gonna do, um, yours and never two, but I'm trying to re, refigure that, so, this week, um, I'll give the yours and never two out, which also, which just happens sometimes, it's gonna blend into the current events, um, but it's to the students at, uh, Bethune-Cookman College, which I should have Googled where that is. I did not. Let me do it right now. But um, that Betsy DeVos lady, a Trump appointee who knows nothing about education and who, um, you know, Google her. It's just her, her confirmation was ridiculous. She had no questions or anything. She doesn't know anything about um, education or, or and her whole thing is she wants to I don't know, one of these fucking, let's gut public education and only make it available for people who can afford to go and school choice, she's referred to, uh, okay Bethune-Cookman is in Daytona Beach, Florida is that correct? there's a black school? wow had no idea, okay Bethune-Cookman College, anyway, she wrote an email talking about uh, historical black colleges were, you know, funded or founded, uh, at school choice like, nah, bitch, they was founded because you white cracker, ass cracker motherfuckers wouldn't let us go to white schools or have education or anything, so we had to found our own shit so that we could, uh, make our way. Um, that's why you have historically black colleges and universities, and y'all been mad about it ever since, cause, you know, apparently if you don't let us in your institutions, we just supposed to kill over and die. We're not supposed to try to do our own shit. Um, so shout out to them because she gave a, first of all, the school gave her an honorary degree, and she came down there to give a speech, and the students felt the way about it, they felt insulted, they didn't want her down there, you're trying to cut, uh, the fucking, your dumbass president just put out a, a statement the other day, questioning the constitution, constitutionality of funding historically black colleges and universities, and here this bitch go, trying to give us a speech, so, the students were not here for it at all, and, um, they let it be known, they booed Philadelphia style, we gave y'all y'all welcome, turned their backs, and um, I just thought it was dope, like you know, it's it's when you, when the women in the street marching, or whatever, they had a women's march, everybody recognizes that as a protest that's all good, but because we had a HBCU, these black kids 
who who woke and know what time it is and know what's at stake, they supposed to sit there and smile and be polite because y'all cool motherfuckers on the stage invited this this nice white lady up there who don't know shit about shit, um, comparing herself to to all kind of historical people that she don't know nothing about. Everybody in this administration is a fucking clown. Is an ignorant fucking clown. Um, so shout out to them for that. Um. Yeah, so that I saw that today on Twitter. Some people filmed it. It was great. So that's the yours and never two. Stay strong. Um, you know, I, I, that's all I gotta say about that. Still, they persisted in that shit. Now, good for them. Good for them. Um, and it was mainly, of course, it was mainly women doing it. I mean, not all the students. It was a good number of students, but a whole bunch of them sat there, nice and polite too. And my thing about that is, listen, I'm 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 a I'm rational, I'm practical, I'm a grown up. I understand the money game. And when and when this shit first, when when this nigga first got in the office, and all them HBCU presidents and whatever was running to the White House, I mean, I didn't like it, but I was like, look. I read, I know a little bit, and I know a lot of those schools, you know, not the Howards, not the Spellmans, not the Morehouses, not the, you know, very well-known and prestigious ones where people really give a lot of money to, but the smaller ones, like, I mean, it's so, it's, listen, it's so many little HBCUs I never even heard of, didn't even know exist, they don't get money like that, it's a struggle for them, you know, it's, it's, so, I, I was like, look, I get it, go up there, um, you know, if you need the money, if you, 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 um, alumni don't donate, you don't have the endowments, you don't have the money that these huge, you know, historically, you know, other schools have, if you need the money, you know, you might just have to go up there and smile, but take the check back, get the money, take the check back, and you use it how you want to use it, that ain't what this is, though, I ain't read one fucking article yet that said Donald Trump is giving any money to these HBCUs, that anything, he's helping them in any way, everything I've ever read is said he's trying to shut them down. So it's like, what y'all go up there for? Y'all went up there to be positioned and used for a photo op. He's not giving you no money, and I don't know, I just think you gotta be savvier than that. And, you know, is that part, is that part of your mission? Like, you know, you, you, well, I'll just say, not every HBCU went up there, and the ones that I would not expect to go did not expect did not go. The, the Howards, the Hamptons, the Spellmans, the um, Morehouses, they didn't go. And sorry, y'all, I don't know every HBCU. Them the ones I know. I know a few others. I know Florida A and M, right? And I guess Bethune Cookman. Now they didn't go either. So you know what I mean? Or did they go? I don't know. But there's a huge disconnect between some of these administrations at these schools and the student body and what you're supposed to be standing for. Because we out here fighting for y'all lives and y'all going up uh, shucking and jiving and smiling for Mr. Sammy. And, like, this, and it ain't even slick. Like, I can see if this, Donald, he's not even savvy. Like, this is the oldest shit in the book. Oh, let's go get, bring them niggers, bring them educated school niggers up here so we can take pictures so can't nobody call us racist. As soon as, as soon as they say I'm racist, I'm gonna pull out my picture shaking this, this nigger's hand. Like, that's why Amarosa is there. That's why Ben fucking Uncle Tom, Uncle Ben is up there. Like, this shit is the oldest game in the book. The only ones don't know it is y'all. So, you know. Shout out to them students for that. Like, like seriously, white people, like white racist people in particular, like, like, like the kind of stupid banal, not the, not the, not the subtle white liberal racist, but like the stupid banal, just, just old school throwback basic racist. Like y'all gotta understand, we've been in y'all, we black people been in this country, and I'm saying black people, not nobody else, because as I have said before, and I will say again, you can get them other we'll call them POCs, the fall for jigs, not us, 
We've been in this country for six since, since the sixteen hundred since y'all been here. Y'all got here, y'all bought us. We got here at the same motherfucking time. I know y'all like to claim this y'all country and go back to Africa and all that shit, bitch. We got here at the same motherfucking time. Y'all fucking stopped on the way over and bought our fucking asses here. We got at the same motherfucking time. So we've been here just as long as you've been here, and y'all keep bringing us the bullshit. And if a lot of things you can say about black people in America, but we do not go for the bullshit, and y'all keep trying it, and y'all keep bringing, do that, go, go, try that shit on somebody else. It's not gonna work on us. We, you might can fool, you fool that little five, ten percent Uncle Tom of us, who just love y'all to death, and just whatever the white man say, that's what I wanna do, cause I wanna be accepted by the white man, but the rest of us, we not going for it. We never went for it, so just cut it, cut it out. We not, we, you're not fooling us. You're not fooling us with that shit. You're not fooling us. You've never fooled us. That's why we free now, cause you ain't never fooled us. All right. Sorry, I, I, I'm drinking a little beverage tonight. I feel like I have, I have better episodes when I have when I have a few drinks. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm doing tonight. All right, and so that rolls us into our current events, which there are not a lot. Um, the one being Bethune Cookman, but I feel like I've just spoke on that, but I'll just say again, good job for y'all for uh, not going for that shit. Um, the second one, the second one I want to talk about, the third one came up today, I don't have too much to say about it, just a little bit. But the second one I want to talk about for a little bit, and I probably should have mentioned it before, but, you know, I just didn't. Um, and it's this LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball situation. Now, I have not admittedly not followed it very closely because this draft, and I don't give a fuck about the draft and all that shit, like once you get in the league and you start playing, then I pay attention, all this draft shit, you need to sit up watching the NBA draft, the NBA, I, I don't never understood that at all, I have zero interest in that, I don't give a fuck it's gonna come across the paper the next day who went where, I don't understand why I would sit for hours and watch that shit but if you think it's interesting god bless you i do not but college boys y'all know i said on here before i'm old school i don't all this niggas coming out first and second year it's just no interest to me it's not interesting me all right i like to i like march madness i like the tournament i think motherfucker i understand niggas getting out making money i understand why they do it i just think it was i enjoyed sports better when niggas stayed and graduated and then went to the pros i thought the college game was better for it i thought the pro game was better for it i understand it's a new day and i sound like an old nigga but i just i don't give a fuck about a lot of this shit like y'all come out your first couple years i really ain't paying you no mind until you you know you either you either somebody or you're not nobody and that was for everybody kobe lebron all the niggas i don't give a fuck so I said all that to say, I really was not following this shit, but I kept hearing little stuff here and there, so, I started hearing the sprinkles here and there about, um, the father's name is LeVar, I guess, and he has three sons, I believe, and he, um, all three of them got scholarships to UCLA, which, you know, some people feel makes him a genius, because, you know, he, he told UCLA, if you're gonna take my one son, you gotta take all my sons, that is completely beneficial to UCLA. That is no sweat off UCLA's back. UCLA got scholarships to give away. They gave Diddy's son an athletic scholarship. UCLA is a very rich school. They have a very storied sports history. This is one of the most winningest basketball schools of all time. I don't think they're as good at football, but they're still. That's UCLA. That's a well-known legacy school. It is not, you're not hustling them for three scholarships. It actually helps them out because it helps them 
of recruiting. All right, well, we got these three dudes, and this guy's good. These two will probably be good, too, so we got them locked up so we can use them to recruit other people, and we could probably compete for a title for the next six, seven years with these three kids right here. So, boom, and we ain't have to go nowhere. So, yeah. So, I mean, good for him. He got all three of his sons a scholarship, but stop acting like this nigga's Gordon Gek. Oh, he, like, he, like, he hustled UCLA. I was got, like, them niggas got scholarships to give away. They don't give a fuck. Because guess what? If you a bust or you can't play, they're going to take their scholarship back and send you home. And, and, and it ain't no sweat off their back. They still going to be UCLA. So, you know. Um, so, basically, I've just been hearing noise and. The long and short of it is, this guy LeVar, he's got these sons, and, and his son is hopefully going to get drafted and be in the NBA. But this dude is a, is a dumbass, and he's an asshole, and he's already setting his sons up for failure because I've heard things about, you know, he had problems at the high school level, he had problems at the college level because the father is just, just, just a dickhead. And so now he has this, this sneaker line, big baller brand, whatever, I don't know. The shit is whack, the shit is corny. But it caused this big stir because, you know, apparently... Half a nigga them thinks that, you know, the other half a nigga them, we a bunch of coons and Uncle Sam's a sellouts because we think it's stupid, but this man, and, and this is the key, not his son. It'd be different if his son was making these decisions, but it's him, this this guy, not his son, who was a grown-ass man and whose future this affects. He's turning down deals, endorsement deals, none of the three um, sneaker companies, um, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, which, whatever, none of them would deal with him because he's, part of his negotiations for this endorsement deal is he wants to force a partnership with his own brand. I say brand with quotes fingers because a brand, in case for those of you who don't know, is something that has been built and grown and worked at and has, and has, um, stature and position in the market people know it, people buy it that's what a brand is um, your Adidas, your Nikes your, uh, your Pumas um, your Levi's your, I don't know any American, your Cadillacs any brand you can think of it's, it's, it's a brand because it, it grew itself and it, and, it, and it had, it was known for, for putting out products that people wanted, that had quality, that people liked and over the years, they they build up their reputation, and they build up the company, and they sold a lot of things, and that's how you become a brand. Niggas nowadays seem to think all you got to do is file some paperwork and have a, and, and make a name, and you got a brand. No, that's not how it works. Okay, you got you got a company on paper. You ain't sold shit. You ain't marketed shit. Don't nobody know who your shit is. Nobody's wearing your shit. You're not a brand. You're trying to get to that point. So what you don't do to get to that point, is to turn down multi-million dollar sneaker endorsements with a major company like Nike or Adidas, trying to force them to give you what is essentially a loan. It's not a partnership. What are we, what is Nike partnering with? You have nothing. You have sold nothing. You're not established at all. You don't, so what you want me to do is, you want me to give you millions of dollars for this endorsement deal, and then on top of that, you want me to let you use my infrastructure and my retail, and my sales, and my distributors, that I have built up, and, 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 um, made what they are over, you know, what, like, 30, 40 years now, you want me to let you use that for nothing, and, you know, maybe on the back end, in 20 years from now, you, when you make your little 200 grand, like, I don't know what Nike is supposed to do with that, okay, everybody's celebrating this dude, oh, he's eliminating the middleman, listen, 
You're not eliminating anything. Nike is not going anywhere. Nike is the ocean, my nigga. It's not going. Nike created the sneaker market. Okay, they had Converse before, but sneakers was not something that niggas was wearing like that. It was <clears throat> basketball people was wearing. Everybody else was wearing hard bottom shoes, church shoes, my nigga. Wasn't nobody wearing no fucking sneakers. Nike invented that shit, and then they all and they and they grew it because they started having endorsements with athletes. The, the most notable one being Michael Jordan. Prior to that, Converse had um Magic and 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 Bird and and Kevin McHale later, and those are like the biggest ones. Um, Nike came through with Michael Jordan and kind of crushed the buildings. And I mean, Converse is still out there, but we all know Nike is the big dog. So for y'all to think that this, I mean, it's just such a ridiculous notion. It's not, nobody, no, it's like, dude, you could have had your sneaker brand. Like, nobody is begrudging you a sneaker brand. Nike doesn't give a fuck about you in them sneakers. You could be hella successful as fuck, and it don't affect Nike. Ask Adidas, ask Puma, ask these other worldwide well-established brands that's chasing Nike and never gonna catch him, he's, Nike is not worried about your big ball of brand, bro like, you not even at Adidas level so, what they gotta worry about oh, this is succeeding, he gonna flip the table y'all sound fucking stupid like, what are you talking about? Cadillac's not worried about Hyundai like, if Hyundai succeeds great for Hyundai, we still Cadillac, you not flipping nothing on us, so for you to be turning, it's just dumb, you don't turn, you don't turn down me as a endorsement, this nigga not drafted yet, you don't know if he's gonna be good, what if this nigga's a bust, don't act like everybody that's coming out of college nowadays goes on to be LeBron James, they don't, LeBron James, <laughs> they don't, for the most part, a lot of them flop, or they don't end up being superstars, everybody not Seth Curry, everybody not, none of them, like, it's, it's, it's not, it's like 50-50, this nigga gonna make it or not, so you don't turn down endorsement deals, cause that's good money, that's something that can sustain him in case he don't make it, but like, my dude, you can still have your brand on the side, all you would've had to do, at, and this is the, it's all kind of ways you could've negotiated with Nike to do something, besides force a part, uh, partnership, but I mean, worse come the worst, you could've just been like, look, Nike, I just don't, I have this brand here, I have these shirts, I have these shoes, I want to be able to develop them, it's no threat to you, I mean, there's competition, but you Nike, so I just don't want nothing in this agreement that says that I can't develop this company, I'm not going to, you know, endorse no other, you know, shoe, but I want to be able to endorse my own, if you don't want to, I would like for you to give me an imprint or a label, like be able to say Triple B or whatever the fuck it is by night, but if you don't want to do that, that's fine, just, I don't, don't restrict me. Cause I want to build this brand, because, you know, we signed this endorsement deal for X number of years, I want the opportunity to build it, that's what you should have did, then you could have took that money, the nigga, it's just you and your three sons, if you really wanted Nike to really take you seriously, you should have been doing the work prior, you should have been building the brand prior, so then you could come to Nike, look, um, so-and-so wear them, or look, this guy, it's all, niggas, it's all kind of ways to build a brand, that's what half these niggas on Instagram, half these niggas on Snap are doing, man, find a local high school kid, the local high school star, put them on him, y'all wearing your goddamn selves, y'all showing up in pictures and Jordan and Adidas, y'all even got your own shoe on, but you want to sell a luxury shoe, a luxury shoe to somebody for $500, man, if y'all can see these joints, if y'all haven't seen them yet, Google them, all they is the Kobe's, the new Kobe 10's, with the Nike stripe off, it's just, they just rip the Kobe joints off, and they sell them for $500, like, my nigga, Gucci's cost $500, and that's because that's a luxury brand, a luxury label, nobody's buying your Bobos for $500, my nigga, but, if you were smart, and priced them joints at, like, 65 to, like, $80, 
you could probably sell them shits all up and down the Midwest because them them low white top air dads, Steph Curry's and everybody put it that we all laughed at because they look whack, but them shit sell. You know why they sell? Because old white people and old white dudes with dad jeans wear them shoes and they thought they was cool because, oh, these are Steph Curry shoes. I'm cool now with your all white toilet paper roll sneaks on. So you could have sold them. There's a market for that, but not how you trying to do it. And I just think it's, I think it's terrible because you have your son is getting, giving your son a reputation as somebody that's hard to work with, you fucking up his checks, because those are his checks, those not your checks, and I just think he's being a terrible father, and I just think he needs to stand up, step back, and just make sure, look son, make sure you hire your agents and your lawyers and people who are looking out for your best interests, make sure, and, and move out of the way, that's what people get paid for, that's what professionals are out there for, man, you're not gonna hustle these people, they do this every day, they deal with athletes all the time, and you don't seem to know what you're doing, and I, and I guess you think that you're like a, um, Richard Williams, but Richard Williams knew what the fuck he was doing, he knew how to teach his daughters how to play tennis, he knew how to get his to- daughters in the best tournaments, he knew how to get his daughters the best trainers and make them the best in the world, and he knew how to get the fuck out the way you ain't see him blocking no night deals you ain't see him telling them, you know who, who to coach and who not to coach, where to play no, these are my girls, this is what I told them, I'm not gonna let nobody talk to them crazy he was very pr- protective of them, as he should have been when they was being racist to his girls, and reporters was, you know, fucking with him, he was protective, and that's his role, but he wasn't, he didn't get in the way of their careers, he wasn't turning, well, we going for, and that's another thing, like, my nigga, Serena Williams, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Rihanna and Kanye West, these are superstars, these are people who are able to move stuff on their own name, on their own brand that they've built in their prospective industries, and they started out with endorsement deals, because that's what you do, because you, you, we're not giving you a partnership, like, we do this, you don't, you trying to do this, so, I just, the whole thing just really irritates me, because again, if it was just him, and he wanted to be a dumb, I wouldn't care, but like, you affecting your son, you being a terrible parent right now, because let me tell you something, I don't give a fuck who the fuck you are, you get a reputation for being difficult to work with, and a pain in the ass, then nobody's gonna work with you, because anybody can be replaced, alright, I don't care who you are, they can replace you, they'll move on, it's a, it's a thousand other athletes coming every day that'll just be more than glad to take our money and take our check and endorse our shoes and have their own shoe we don't need you to, and, and honestly we don't need, you could be a bus for all we know we actually doing you a favor, we take we taking a, a risk and a bet on our side, that you're gonna be somebody that anybody even gives a fuck about your shoes we don't know that though, Sam Bowie got drafted ahead of Michael Jordan, where he at now? So, you know, that's all I wanted to say about that. We had all these barbershop dudes trying to make it about black business and this and that. Ain't nobody knocking the man for black business. What we're saying is you're doing it very dumb. You're hustling backwards, and you don't have the infrastructure or the insight or the, or the skills or the knowledge to succeed. Dude, hire a designer. That, that fucking... Um, emblem or whatever, it's horrible, it looked cheap as fuck, it looked like something they sell at Walmart and you're trying to sell that for $500 hire a designer, hire a marketer hire somebody to give you a big ball of brand, the name of your company is Big Ball of Brand, what kind of dumb shit is that who puts brand in the title, you idiot you know, you could do it but, this nigga's a knucklehead, this he's a he's not a genius, he's a fucking knucklehead who don't know what the fuck he's doing and he's about to mess up his, his son's future and money, being a dumbass, this nigga, everybody knows a nigga like this, he all, you know, 
all Steve Jobs had to do was this, all Martin Luther King had to do was that, and all this is what I'ma do, I'ma force Nike, I'ma put them out of business, and we eliminate, Nike's not the middleman, my nigga, you the middleman, Nike is the, is the man, Nike is the plug, Nike is the motherfucking manufacturer, Nike get that shit straight from the source, you the middleman, my nigga, not Nike, so, I don't know, that's all I, that shit, that's all I got to say about that, because, you know, it, it don't, you can sell those sneaks, you can build that brand, and then when you go re- renegotiate with Nike, then maybe they'll give you a piece of it, maybe they, I mean, they're not gonna give you no partnership, but I mean, they'll give you a JV or something like that, a better deal, they'll give you some equity, they'll give you some money, they'll get, it'll be worth it, but, ah, you wanna be a knucklehead, so, you know, and it's just a shame, cause again, you're fucking up your son's check, he's fucking up your own check, that'd be one thing. Um, so moving on from that, to this thing today with Bow Wow, with the fake blame. All, all I want to say about that is like, it's a lot I can say about Bow Wow. Like, I was good and grown when Bow Wow came out, so he always been a little cornball, little kid nigga to me. You know, when he did the whole call me Shad Moss thing, nah, boo, I'm, I'm not calling you. You lucky I stopped calling you Lil Bow Wow, because you was Lil Bow Wow forever to me, because you was a little kid when you came out and I was grown. But. He's been doing a lot of clown stuff over the years, not to click it off, but like he just, he, he, so today, um, what happened is he went on the gram and he like took a, had some photo on the gram of like a, a private jet and he was like, um, I don't know, headed somewhere to do something for some show he got and put that on the Instagram. So somebody late, like a few minutes later was like, um, so yeah, I was on Instagram and I saw Bow Wow post this picture like he's flying on his jet, but here he is right here on a plane with me in the regular section. He took a picture and it might have been first class. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, I think it was first class. And he took a picture like he's on the plane with me. So basically Bow Wow lying in front and puts up on the gram like he's in the private jet and all this bullshit when he on the regular plane. So he got roasted and it turned into a whole thread tweet like Bow Wow when niggas was fake in the front and, and he's done this, he's just done a few things like this, like that time he was out, he went out to the amusement park with the camera, and he was like, oh, they gonna see me, and and nobody recognized him, he was walking around the park like, oh my god, when they see me, they gonna, like, just some pathetic, sad shit, like, he's just a child star who never made the transition, and he had the opportunity, like, uh, he was in that movie, lottery ticket, lotto, whatever it was, like, you should have stuck with that, my nigga, like, that movie wasn't good, but, like, once you get, you had an agent, you had all that, you need to stick with that, these, these dudes that be insisting on this music, like, I just don't get it, so, Terrence J, other little short, light-skinned dudes step right into your, your lane, you should have pursued acting, you should have got serious about that, took your classes, whatever, tried to get in that, because you did not transit, he thought that, because he was a little child star, that he was just gonna always be a star, and that shit was gonna translate, and it never does, like, you have to reinvent yourself, Michael Jackson reinvented himself from the little Jackson part, like, you know, that shit never, ever, ever, ever carries over, and that's why so many child stars end up in tragedy, because they, you know, they can't, once they get past that child star, if they're not so cute no more, and they don't really have a lot of talent in anything else, or nobody's really interested in them anymore in anything else, so, that's why I say Bow Wow kind of blew it, because you was a star, but you could have used that star power to translate, so, I don't know what to tell you, bro, but that, this, this, 
this corny shit you doing with this this faking on the internet like you 30 years old dude like you like, it, it was just dumb because nobody would have never known like nobody would have known you was on that plane nobody would have gave us fuck except you came on the internet being stupid so I don't know cause I, I, I find that dude to be annoying I think he's corny I think shit like that is corny he's too old to be doing that sh- shit like that um and you got dragged, rightfully, because it was just, what are you doing? Hmm. Alright. So, moving on to what I really came here to talk about. This episode not gonna be that long either, because I told y'all at the beginning, got something to do. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We finally got to the part everybody wanted to see, and everybody kept, I think it was four parts, everybody was like, y'all could have kept the first three, and that is the God's honest truth. It really could have kept them first three and just got to this one, but we finally got to it. So, what was revealed? And if anybody ain't watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but um, all season, or actually the, for a few seasons now, um, Candy and Phage have been in this beef. And we talked about it on here before where Candy and Portia had this big blow up because Portia made the accusation, or they was arguing back and forth. And then Portia says out her mouth that Candy, you know, she heard, she was told or whatever that Candy and Todd had planned on drugging her and taking her back to a sex dungeon. Now, for the uninitiated, when you say you're going to drug somebody and and take them somewhere and have have sex with them, that's rape because that's, you can't knock a nigga out and and fuck him. That's that's rape, there's no consent. We all know that. Date rape, drug, roofie rape, whatever. That's that's rape, right? And that's very damaging to say about somebody in general, especially somebody that's, you know, of candy stature and does the kind of business that candy does. You know, that's 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 slander. You can't just say things like that. That affects business and even, you know, Candy says she had rumors where people was calling her Bill Cosby on the Instagram and just, even if people don't really believe it, just the jokes and everything, like, you don't, like, that's not nothing to joke about, like, oh, Candy the rapist, you know what I mean, like, that's <laughs> that's not, that's not a Jonin joke, you know what I mean, like, that's not shade, like, Portia seemed to think, you know what I mean so, it came out that, so they've been going back and forth about this Portia talking about she got this from the blogs and all this bullshit that she had been saying that people was like, first of all, I thought it was dumb because like, girl, you talking about some shit from the blogs bad enough that you're repeating this shit from the blogs. But even when it got to the point where it just had went too far and Portia would not back down on it and just kept repeating it. And Portia's not the brightest and it's just, you could just tell that she didn't really understand the import of what she was saying. She didn't understand that this is not just like saying, oh, somebody feet stink or, or gossiping, like you're actually making an accusation that can hurt somebody's reputation and their livelihood, but even once she, I think, once she realized that, she still wouldn't back down, she just still kept saying it and still kept repeating it, and it's like, at, you know, at what point was you gonna be like, look, I apologize, I shouldn't have said that, I, you know, I, I realize that that's a little different, she took it too far. Come to find out that Phaedra who this whole time was watching them fight and watching them fuss and watching them fall out over this and even saw Candy because Candy wanted people to get frustrated and start crying so Candy was doing a frustrated cry and explaining to Phaedra what the issue was and why she was so mad at Portia and you know I don't do no drugs and you know you, the whole time Phaedra the one that told 
Portia that shit. Phaedra's sitting there like she don't know what's going on, and she the one that fucking told Portia the shit. So, on the stage, what Portia says was, when her and Candy was going back and forth, because Candy, for like, umpteen seasons now, been trying to tell Portia dumbass that Phaedra manipulates her. But again, Portia not the brightest bulb in the, in the, in the, in the um, shed, so sharpest tool in the shed, whatever the fuck, she, she dumb, the girl dumb, she's pretty, but she's dumb, and she's the kind of dumb that you can't, she's dumb, and she's immature, so that's two bad combinations, because she's, she, she's acts childish, so when you combine that with somebody that's not smart, and somebody that doesn't have the good sense to know when they're going too far, or know when they need to be quiet, know when they need to listen, Portia's just always got to have, always got to be saying something, always have to have the laugh, like a kid, like a childish, and then she's stupid to boot, so it just makes it worse, you can't settle anything with people like that, because they just always, you know, gonna do some dumb shit, um, and so, Candy goes off to this news because Portia says, um, Candy served me with a cease and desist. And so, since I can't say anything, I'm gonna turn it over to Portia since, uh, sorry, to Phaedra since Phaedra is the one that told me that. Bombshell. Because up until this point, Candy and us watching the show had no idea that Phaedra is the one that told Portia that. We knew it was dumb, and we knew it wasn't true, but I thought, personally, I mean, you know, without the behind-the-scenes shit I read, that she did get it from the blogs, and that's why people was mad, like, you dumb hoe, you don't be repeating some stupid shit you seen on the blogs, that's gossip, you don't know where that came from, like, you sound dumb. Well, it turns out that Phaedra is the one that told her that. So all Braille hell breaks loose. Candy like, you the one that told her, blah, blah, blah. They get the hollering. Candy got so hot she had to walk off the stage, which I to- totally understood. Because if you watch the show, and you just know this has been a constant issue. It's been going back and forth. It's been a huge, it, it basically ruptured the friendship, or I don't know, if, the relationship between Candy and Portia this whole time. It's been a whole um, bone of contention this whole time, and the whole time, Phaedra just been acting like she don't know nothing about it, and she don't know what's going on, and that's Portia, and Portia ain't been saying that Phaedra's the one that told her, which nobody else understood, like, why, why are you taking the fall for this, because Phaedra been spreading all kind of other different rumors, she did the shit with the lawsuit and everything like that, so, as this goes on, Portia, I mean, sorry, Phaedra, who was just a liar, a liar from the Himalayas, just lie, 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 lie about everything, came on the show lying about her due date and when she conceived and how they got pregnant and everything else, starts trying to say, well, it was told to me and I repeated, and Portia was like, well, no, 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 you told me that Candy said that to you, you told me that you got that from Candy, not you heard it in the streets and you was just repeating it, you told me that Candy told you that, and that's what you telling me, so Portia listen, girl, you knew better, you knew Candy, and as soon as you heard that, first of all, the accusation never made sense, and even if you thought it made a little bit of sense, you shouldn't knew, you know Candy well enough to know she wouldn't do that, so you definitely damn sure shouldn't have said it on TV, and even if you did for a little bit think it was true, as soon as you saw Candy's reaction to it, you should have told her right then, well, that's what Phaedra told me, Phaedra said blah, 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 so, Portia tried to twist it, like, I feel used, yeah, girl, you feel used because you're dumb, and you took it too far, but I saw what you was doing, Paige, of uh, uh, Portia, I'm not letting Portia off the hook, Portia was trying to use this whole 
issue with Phaedra to get her own ass off the hook. Like, she just so innocent and she didn't know. But you should have never believed that shit. You should have never took it that far. You should have never repeated it because you said your goddamn self that you thought it was far-fetched. So why do you keep repeating it? And then why do you keep running with it every time y'all arguing? You just keep repeating it and telling people it on national TV. So you should have knew better, um, Portia. And you're not fooling me with them little crocodile tears. You use that as an opportunity to get yourself off the hook. Now, I mean that's what you did, that's fine, I mean, I see, I can see why you did that, because Phaedra is the bigger problem here, but still, you should have apologized, and you should have said out your face, you know what, I'm sorry I took it too far, but she ain't got, again, dumb and immature, so she ain't got sense enough, so, I just want to say that about Portia, we don't, we, we, we focusing on Phaedra's shady bullshit here, but Portia, I saw you too, because, you knew better than that, you too old for that and, and all of y'all repeating these dumbass rumors that never made no sense and you should have never said it and it should have never got that far and you should have been told Candy that Phaedra was the one that told her that because Fa- Candy did not know that, cause I could tell the way when she was in tears trying to explain what the issue was to Phaedra at the cookout that she had never thought that Phaedra had said that, and I didn't either we thought it was Portia being dumbass Portia but Sheree, though, I feel like knew, because soon as that sugar came out, and Portia started reacting, Sheree started crying, like, like, I don't know, I can't explain, it was the kind of cry that I think you do when you knew a secret, and now the secret is, is finally out, because y'all correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't be all the time paying the closest attention, I don't think Sheree knew that Portia, is, uh, that Phaedra said the thing about the drugs, um, Sheree knew that Phaedra said the thing about Marvin, and said, I mean, said the thing about, um, Candy and Shamia supposed to be had sex, she knew that Phaedra said that, I don't think she knew, or we didn't know that she knew about the pill thing, but her, her reaction, or it could have just been like, I don't know, just for, I don't know, I just feel like Sheree's reaction was a little, little funny to me, she, she reacted to me like somebody, maybe she suspected, she didn't know, but she suspected that that other rumor had came from Phaedra too, cause that was just her reaction, like, you know, oh lord, so, but everybody was shocked, Cynthia, everybody, Kenya, Kenya though, Kenya more, and I know a lot of y'all don't like Kenya, and that's fine, I don't, again, I said it before, I'll say it again, I don't mind Kenya because I understand she pulls stunts and I understand she stirs the pot, but I think that she's harmless and she does not lie, she tells the truth and she been telling the truth and she calls the truth because when Phaedra was sitting there talking about who somebody told her, Kenya was like, nope, you lying, you didn't know, it's about you, Kenya calls the truth, and she's been saying this about Phaedra all along, but nobody don't like Kenya, so they just dismiss her, when the thing about Apollo, she was like, no, and every time Kenya opened her mouth, Phaedra calling her a whore and all this bullshit, because Phaedra's a hateful, um, sneaky person, and I'm gonna read this Angela Stanton book, I had heard about the book before, and I read that Phaedra had won that lawsuit, but come to find out, that's not exactly true, it was some shenanigans, just like with Apollo, where it was dismissed with prejudice, because of, I, I didn't, I didn't read it, but I just assumed when she won the, when she quote fingers won the case, because when you, um, the thing is, when you make an allegation of slander, or, or when you make an allegation against somebody, and they sue you for slander, or libel, or, or damage their reputation, um, if you, the ultimate defense is truth, right, 
So if you can prove that what you're saying is true, that person doesn't have a case, you'll win. But it's the opposite side of that too. If they can prove that what you're saying is not true, in other words, if they go into the court and they can prove that you're um, doing it for revenge or some other reason, or, or, you know, you could just show, well, she said that I slapped her on such and such day, but, you know, as you can see, I was in court testifying on this day, whatever. If you, in other words, if you can show that what they are saying, if you, if you as a person making the statements can show they're true, the case is dismissed because truth is up. We're not going to be in court talking about I ruined your reputation or I lied on you and all this shit when it's the truth. Like, we, we're not doing that. And, or if you can show that I, what I'm saying is a lie, it works the same way. So when it got dismissed and she said she won and it got dismissed, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, well, Phaedra went in there in the, in the court and because the burden is it's on, you know, it's not like no bullshit. Like, there's a burden you have to meet and there's a standard. And if you meet it, you, you win. So when she quote fingers one, I was like, okay, well, Phaedra must have went in there and showed that that shit was bullshit. And so I never read the book, but I've mentioned the book before. It's a lady named Angela Stan, and it came out, and she was all on the blogs for a little bit, and she was like, yo, Phaedra is a fraud, um, Apollo is a fraud, and I used to work with her and Apollo, and we used to scam people. And basically, the scam that she was describing is a few months later, or like a year later, what Apollo ended up going to jail for, with the shit he in jail right now. And she said that Phaedra was involved, and it was, they was all scamming, and the deal always that if anybody got in trouble, or, or that Phaedra would defend all of them, and she went back on that deal, and only offended Apollo. And Apollo didn't go to jail, or went to jail for a little bit of time, and this Angela girl did. So she she didn't defend the girl, she only defended Apollo, so she wrote this book. So I'm gonna read this book, because apparently, because Candy brought the book up too, and Candy was like, I read the book, and that book is all about how you was a fraud. And I remember when it came out, the little expert excerpts matched exactly what Apollo went to jail for, because she said it started out, they was doing, um, I'm not a scammer, so I don't be knowing exactly, I be knowing a little bit of how these scams and frauds work, but I don't know exactly, but it's the one where, like, it's some shit you could do with cars, where, like, you know, you fake, like, people fake accidents, and then, you know, you go to court and say you was in an accident, and all that shit, and then, it was, like, something like that, she said, it started with that, and then it went to whatever the fuck Apollo was doing, where you get the, um, social security numbers, and you claim lost ass, like, you claim, like, I guess if people, like, sue for things, um, or if there's class actions, it's all kind of shit, again, I don't know scams, but it's all kind of ways you can get money from, with using people's social security cards, you can put claims in, yo, I was in this accident, this is my social security number, that person don't ever know, cause they wasn't in no accident, so, anyway, she went through all these scams, and, I just remember when that nigga got arrested and I read what he got arrested for, I was like, this is the same shit that she said in the books. It involved stolen assets, recovered assets, social security numbers, forging deeds, forging titles to automobiles to make claims against insurance companies and all kind of fraudulent shit that she has said. So I'm like, yo, let me read this book. Cause it's, and the book is still out there. Phaedra didn't win shit. The case was dismissed with prejudice, which means, um, you're free to file it again, or she's free to carry on, like, when you, um, whatever, I'm, I'm tired, I can't explain, but anyway, sometimes you get the case dismissed, and you can't bring it again, because there's no claims, or no, or there's no merit, or something like that, other times, you get the case dismissed, and it just means that you didn't do it right, or something occurred, but you, your claims, your claims are not dismissed, you just need to file it again, 
So, and, and when that's the case, whoever the other person is can still do what they're doing. So, the book is out there. I'm going to get the book. Um, I've heard some people have read it and said that, yup, it sounds just like her. So, anyway, now, that's out. So, according to the rumors and the blogs, Phaedra got fired from the show because of that, because you can't have somebody on the show that like, and, and it's just like, Andy gave her a lot of time, uh, gave her a lot of opportunity, Phaedra, a lot of opportunities to like defend herself, and she just wasn't saying nothing, and she was just being quiet, and, 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 and Andy was like, you don't seem like you're really owning up to it, you don't seem like you're admitting that she did anything wrong, like, because Phaedra kept trying to say, oh, I heard it, and then even when they ran off the stage, she backstage with Portia talking about, well, you know, I just wanted to tell you because what if something would have happened and I would have been a bad friend? What if something would have happened? What are you talking about? You made up a lie. And now you're backstage trying to manipulate her. So, the story is that she got fired because of that and because I read, and I don't know how true this is, but I read from the blogs that in addition the cease and desist order that, that Portia referred to when she said Candy sent her a cease and desist, I read that, that Candy didn't send her a cease and desist, that that didn't come from Candy, that that came from Phaedra trying to shut Portia up, trying to stop Portia from talking so that the truth would, would not come out, and that that Phaedra tried to blame that on a producer from the show, tried to say the producer from the show told her or some shit. Phaedra don't never take blame for nothing nothing's ever her fault, she always tries to put it on for other people, uh, she's her, both of her parents are pastors, and let me just say, I'm not surprised at all, cause that's how them fucking preacher kids be, a lot of times, um fake goody two shoes fake southern bells be, but Nene Ben said that shit, if y'all remember back when Nene and Phaedra wasn't getting along, because Nene said that the reputation she knew of Phaedra, the Phaedra used to suck dicks and Phaedra was a hoe, so we don't know where she coming with this Southern Belle and all this bullshit she was like, but they went to, the, her and Nene went to the same high school, and um so Nene been saying that from, from way back, and apparently, I don't watch the Watch What's Happened Live, but apparently on the Watch What's Happened Live, Nene been, t- been lighting Portia and uh, Phaedra up for being phony and being full of shit, now supposedly next season, Nene and Kim is coming back, I won't be watching that I didn't watch the house watch from the beginning, like, I, I, I don't even remember when I started watching that, I haven't watched all season faithfully, I watched this one because of course of the drama, but, um, when Kim and all them was on there, I didn't watch it, and I had no interest in watching it, um, and I was over Nene when Nene, Nene, Nene was on the show, I'm still over Nene, I don't understand how she, her wedding show wasn't that great, so I don't see why this is gonna be any better, not watching it, not interested, won't be watching, um, but yeah, it was just great, it was just, we finally got to it, um, Phage is fired, Portia need to be demoted, because I feel like, I, I just, I don't know, I don't think she adds anything to that show, um, when she was with, um, Cordell, she was Cordell's wife, I mean, I guess it was a little bit interesting, not really, um, I told y'all before, I think Portia's a lesbian, I still think she's a lesbian, um, and she's acting just like those lesbians who grew up in 
households where that was a bad word, that was a bad thing, it was something you kept secret, so you keep it in the closet, and you keep it down low, and you start to internalize that homophobia, and that's why she, you know, throwing out faggots and this and that, I, that's what I think, um, I've talked about that on, on here before, and I still think that, um, because this is, like, I keep telling people, now Candy, Candy does her thing, I don't think, I wouldn't label Candy a lesbian, I think Candy just does what Candy wants to do, but that's different, when you get drunk, and you ask somebody to let you, <laughs> let you eat their box today, that's, that's, that's lesbian shit, like, I, I don't know nobody that just dibbles and dabbles that says shit like that, um, drunk or otherwise, so, I've, I've been feeling that way, um, so yeah, I'm trying to think what else, oh, <laughs> the part that made me laugh again, I know y'all don't like Kenya, but Kenya was just sitting on that couch the whole time, just laughing and kikiing and talking under her breath because she finally was vindicated, and that time when Kenya was killing, listen, Kenya been killing, killing Phaedra, killing her with her little dips and her little dad Kenya's not Kenya's not good in the moment sometimes but up on that stage Kenya's smarter than them and she's articulate excuse me, hold on sorry and she be getting right to the point and when she was <laughs> she kept hitting Phaedra with <laughs> with her little comments, and Kenya was, and Phaedra was like, shut the hell up, shut the F up, Kenya, Kenya was like, "Mm mm-hmm, you shut up, that shit was funny to me, because it was like, it was like a childish thing to say, but it was perfect, because it was like, yo, you up here looking foolish, you look you look crazy, you scrambling, and I'm just, I'm just glad about, it It was just so great, Mm mm-hmm, you shut up, that shit had, that shit made me laugh so, because it was just so well-timed, and just so perfect, (laughs) because Phaedra was dying up there, um, alright, so I'm not gonna do, um, I'm not, I have the fucking hiccups, really, alright, I'm not gonna do, um, black ink, because I can't remember it, um, last week, I suggest, what's the show I suggested to y'all last week, I think it, I think it was Fargo, I started watching this American Gods, but, I don't know, I might have to Google it or something, because I don't understand what it's, what it's about, and what's going on, but I am intrigued, because it's kind of like 300, sorta, and I mean, I figured out a little bit, I guess it's like these different deities, there's this black lady that's like some kind of evil goddess, I guess, and she like devours people through sex, through her vagina, she like has sex with them and like devours them, um, but it's, I don't, I don't get it, so I have to like, I'm gonna have to Google the plot, I think it was from a comic book series, whenever it should be from comic books, I do not be knowing because I don't read comic books, but it's on stars, and, I don't know, it looks kind of lit, so, I don't know, maybe, maybe, sorry, maybe I'll add that, um, the, the show that we reviewed before, that I don't think nobody watches, called, uh, Queen Pit, comes on, is it TBS or TNT, one, TNT, I think, 
good, good show. I was ho- I, they were saying they were going to cancel it. I see it's back for season two, so I'm glad they glad they didn't because it's a good show. I'll probably do that because I like that show. It's um, it's like loosely based on if y'all know who um Sandra Beltran is. If you don't know, Google it. I know that all the movies and all the rap records be about um men that deal drugs, but there's actually been quite a few. Griselda Blanco, excuse me, Griselda Blanco is not the only female drug kingpin. She might have been the only one in the U.S., but in Mexico, she actually she wasn't even the only one in the U.S. There's Carmelita G- Jeter. There's been a few other ones. Um. But Griselda probably was the biggest and most well known. But in Mexico, there have been quite a few uh, women cartel uh, bosses, and Sandra Beltran was probably the large, the largest and most well known one. She's in jail now, but she ran. I think it's the Sinaloa cartel or one of the big Mexican cartels. She was in charge of, and so this show is loosely based. I mean, it's 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 a made up show, but I can tell by the story they're using and and the and the and the characters that is, is based on Sandra Beltran. If you if you Google that's all Sandra Beltran is also so if you saw if you saw that movie The Counselor with Rosie Perez and um Carmen Diaz, what's the white that that white chick and Brad Pitt um and Joaquin Board what's that? Yeah, Bordeen, whatever his name is. It's called The Counselor anyway. It's if you saw that movie, Rosie Perez and that in that movie, pay, plays a drug kingpin also, and she that also is based on Sandra Beltran. So all these movies you see where they have these these women uh, cartel leaders, they're all based on Sandra Beltran. Similar to back in the day when all the Miami Vice and all those had the had the lady had the lady kingpin, it was based on um, Griselda Blanco. It's the same kind of deal. So yeah, that's coming on. Um, Fargo. I know y'all not watching, but y'all should. And then Game of Thrones is gonna start. And it's the last season, it's not that many episodes, so I'll cover that. Um, yeah, that's it. Black Ink comes on tonight. I don't, um, the last episode I really don't recall that much. I'm sorry, it's just, it's a whole full week from the last one. When it came on Monday, it was fresh, it's not fresh no more, but I believe the last episode was... Duchess and, and, um, C's finally broke up, and he's messing with Carly Rae, now Carly Rae gets the fuck around, like, I don't even know what to say about that chick, uh, her, her box gotta be like that, that goddess that I said on American Gods, just full of niggas, full of soul, full of souls, um, I have to fucking hiccup, y'all, sorry, hold on. Alright, so, um, I think I'm gonna take off the who got me fucked up section and find another section and put it on. Y'all got any ideas? Let me know. But, um, maybe it, well, I guess it'll be the TV reviews once, once they start up again. Again, we in that little gap where there's nothing on. Um, so, like I said, short episode. We're at 53 minutes, so I wanted to keep it to an hour, so that's good. A little shorter that. I have a lot of things I have to do prior to my people coming. So, I'll give y'all the contact information. Y'all can hit me on Twitter, as y'all know, at KMG, sorry, at KMGZ. And, um, I see I got some more follows on the podcast. Thanks. Um, some more follow. Also, um, I I put up, uh, episode two of my other podcast with Junique of, uh, Hidden, Hidden Figures. Um, check that out. That's a whole different topic, um, a different, uh, 
me and me and her talk about uh, hidden uh, African American figures from the past women and I got the sound down so we finally sound like we supposed to sound I finally Yo, podcasting equipment is expensive, and I'm not Jimmy Iovine, and a lot of this shit is not intuitive, and you just gotta play around with it and figure it out, and I'm not no recording engineer, I mean, I'm getting there doing all this, but I don't have the fancy studio shit, so I finally got all the pieces I need, I finally got all the equipment I need, and I think I, excuse me, I figured out the sound setup and how it's supposed to be, so, um, you know, that sound on that one is clear, and when I have my guests on here, it'll be clear again too, I finally, finally figured it out, mama, I made it, alright, um, thanks for listening, thanks for your patience, um, the email, if you want to send me, I, uh, show, show ideas, or questions, or comments, or anything, a lot of you have already, it's at, it's thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com, um, you can follow me on Twitter at KMGZ, which a lot of you do. Um, the podcast Twitter is thanks. I struggle on this every week. I know. Y'all sick of my shit. Hold on. I should have wrote it down. It is. I know what it is. I just want to get the spelling right. It is at thanks underscore for asking without the G. Each word capitalized. Um, follow me there and uh that's where this podcast is uploaded and everything like that alright and um uh I don't know enjoy your weekends see y'all next week I have um a couple guests that I have in mind to be lined up it's gonna be good 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 stuff I I try to keep it interesting and have fly fly people on here so um stay tuned for that and um enjoy y'all weekend enjoy y'all mother's day um I'll tell y'all mother's happy mother's day and um Peace. See y'all next week.